Hello and welcome to episode number five of the Living Bold, Brilliant, and Transformed podcast with your girl, Pamela Garrett. Today's title is Seize Your Opportunity. Let's go, Jay. Welcome to the podcast designed for kingdom-minded entrepreneurs ready to live bold, brilliant, and transformed. Gain valuable insights to become proficient, phenomenal, and profitable, walking in purpose. Are you ready to live unapologetically authentic and kingdom-minded? Join today's show as Pamela Garrett teaches strategies to experience greater influence, impact, and increase. Hello and welcome. So today we're going to dive right in and we're on the topic, seize your opportunity. So what does the phrase seize your opportunity even mean to you? Like, what do you think about when you hear it? Does it excite you, worry you? Does it not even have any impact on you at all? Now, for most of us, it should at least spark our interest and our curiosity. Perhaps for some, it may even remind you of opportunities missed. Is that you? Do you feel that you've ever missed an opportunity in your life? Certainly my hand is up, raised high, because I can't concur with the statement that I think maybe I've missed a few opportunities in my life. However, I realize that I cannot get caught up in what I may or may not have missed, because if so, I'm more fixated on my past, which means I'll never walk into my blessings of today and my destiny of tomorrow. So if that's you, you got to make some mental adjustments so that you don't miss any more opportunities. Keep in mind, God is more than able to use all things to work for our good. And he has a way to bring us into our promises even in the face of our mistakes and missed opportunities. Now today, many people find themselves in a place of total distress. I mean, we're still surrounded by a downward spiral of negativity, whether it's disease, destruction, civil unrest, social injustice, poor leadership, economic struggles, just to name a few. For many people, it's difficult for them to see the optimistic side of things. And they unfortunately have developed a pessimistic attitude. But I want to remind you that as a kingdom-minded individual, you've got to maintain your confidence and your faith. Yes, even during difficult times. I hear you. You're like, come on now. Listen, you want me to remain optimistic, confident, faithful, committed, even in the midst of all of this calamity and uncertainty. And now you have the audacity to talk to me about season opportunities too. Yes, I do. And yes, you can. Because being a kingdom minded individual, whether it is a you're a leader, an entrepreneur, just the fact that you are kingdom minded 
living on a daily basis. That is the very thing that separates us in the midst of challenging times. And that's our faith in God's ability to still perform everything that he has promised to perform in our life. You've got to make sure that you adjust your lens so that you are seeing and hearing what the spirit is trying to say and we're not so caught up in what's happening in the natural. You know, as kingdom minded, it's not that we're ignorant or that we're ignoring the facts. However, it's our faith that will allow us to experience God's truth that shows up through his promises despite what we see. Now, Psalms 27 verses 13 and 14 have always been a place of strength for me. It says, I would have fainted unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. That's such a powerful passage in and of itself. Because sometimes when it gets really difficult, when things seem to be going opposite of what we were hoping for or praying for, yeah, you may feel like you want to faint, but that's not the time. I need you to hold on to that source of strength and remind yourself that goodness is still coming. (laughs) Goodness for you is still on the way. Now, as kingdom minded believers, we also operate from a place of strong faith. And we know this one by heart. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And that's according to Hebrews 11 and 1. Let me reiterate something that I share often, and that's the importance of guarding your mind, your heart, your thoughts, your seeing, and your speaking. Because if you primarily focus only on the story headlines and only on what's coming from the local and national news outlets, you're going to continue to miss opportunities. Why do I say that? Well, it's very easy to become conformed to a negative state of mind when all the stories that are being shared are stories full of negativity. You've got a combination of human suffering, racial injustice, deceitful leadership, natural disasters. You've got the coronavirus. You've got crime. You've got so many things that are wishing for a place in your mind. And the only place that it can bring you to is a place of depression and a place of despair. However, if your primary focus is the word of God, then that's a place of strength. If your primary focus is to listen to people that inspire you, voices that challenge you to see better, think bigger and expect blessings, then encourages what you'll be and opportunities are what you'll see. So before we go any further, let's take a quick moment to review exactly what an opportunity is. It's defined as a set of circumstances that make it possible to do something. It's a chance for employment or promotion. So you're telling me, I'm hearing you, I'm hearing your thoughts. You're telling me that I can see opportunities 
in the midst of all that we're going on. Absolutely. I am definitely telling you that. I am not discrediting the fact. Again, I'm not discrediting the facts of what's here. But I am saying we must be careful that we see with our spiritual eyes and hear with our spiritual ears so we don't miss a mighty move of God. So in this season, this is not the time to focus on incompetence. It's not the time to think about your limitations or your lack of resources. But rather, this is the time to put your hope, your faith, and your trust in the Lord's power and strength. You know, most business owners or startup companies, they know the significance of having an angel investor. That's the person that shows up with the resources to help fund their dreams. But I need you to realize that as a kingdom-minded believer, as a leader, as a, an entrepreneur, you already have an angel investor. In fact, heaven is backing you because God has appointed you for such a time as this. So you got to remain in tune with God and be led by the spirit on how to act, when to act, and then you've got to be ready to act. That's what it means to seize the opportunity. That's what it means to seize the opportunity. So your plans must be the result of effectual prayer so that when you emerge, you'll emerge with a divine strategy. You'll have support and you'll have favor with God and man. Why is this so important? Well, it's kind of simple in my mind. It's because I often say every ideal is not always a God ideal. It may be a good one, but it may not be the one for you to pursue for your life. So you got to be able to distinguish and discern between good ideals and God ideals. But what you want to make sure that you are is prepared to act when God says act. Now, keep in mind in the book of Ecclesiastes, it says there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Hosea 14 and 9 says, whoever is spiritually wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is spiritually discerning and understanding, let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right and the righteous walk in them but transgressors will stumble and fall in them. So we've got to properly recognize and discern the times so we don't miss God-orchestrated opportunities. So right now, our country is ready, crying out for, in fact, I'll use the term that we're pregnant for change. You can look on the news It's beyond the U.S. now. It is in other countries that people are coming and standing in support of systemic racism or standing in support to be against systemic racism. They are showing that enough is enough. It is time that we begin to treat all people equally and that all people are judged fairly and not by the color of their skin. So even in this moment of history, How can your gifts be used? How can you support the cause? And remember, there's more ways to support the cause besides protesting. That is a powerful way of doing so. But your dollars support the cause. 
who you partner with, who you donate to, who you spend your money with. Signing petitions, reaching out to your Congress members and the Senate and making your voice heard. Definitely showing up to vote are all ways that you can choose to be on the right side of history. But beyond that, what dreams do you also have in your heart that you know are God-inspired and that this is the orchestrated time for you to seize the opportunity? Are you utilizing your time adequately, properly, in the middle of the quarantine? Are you faithfully submitting to prayer? Are you creating a plan? Are you sharpening your skill sets? Are you finding strategic alliances? Because we all know that two are better than one. So I want you to think about those things because what you don't want to do is to miss divine opportunities. So if I could, I want to share a little bit about David. David from the Bible and some key principles that I found as I was going through 1 Samuel chapter 30. Now, when we find David, we find him in a state of distress. And again, this is 1 Samuel chapter 30. It seems that David's world has been shaken. It's been rocked a little bit like ours today. In this season of his life, we find that he has been hunted for absolutely no reason. King Saul was in pursuit of David and attempted to kill him several times. Um, Psalms 35 and 19 says, let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with their eye that hate me without a cause. Now, isn't that interesting? Because, and I promise you, this entire podcast will not be about um, the injustices of today. But it was just interesting as I read it to hear that cry being made then, which is a very similar cry that is being made of black and brown people everywhere, pursued, hunted and hated without reason or justification. But yet this is still our defining moment. This is still the time that I believe God will bless us beyond our wildest imaginations. This is still an opportunity for your personal God-inspired dreams to be realized. But it does require that we unite, not in hatred, but we unite in love, not with malicious intent, but with godly intentions that bring hope inspiration, and you guessed it, a better future for all of God's people. So back to the character of focus, which is David. And as I stated in chapter 30, he returned to discover possibly one of the greatest fears that he may have had had become a reality. The place he called home had been raided, attacked, and even set on fire. All the women and the children were taken hostage and everything they had was suddenly gone. Hmm. It says that then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Doesn't this sound familiar? The people of today have reached their limits and found themselves in a moment of time where they have no more power to weep. That's why there is such an uprising. It's in this place that we realize that something must happen, something different, something better than anything we've seen in the past. 
we are standing united. Now, what was interesting for David is not only did he lose everything, not only was his his family taken hostage, his homeland or the place that he had temporarily called home had been set on fire. But even those that had been walking and following after David's leadership begin to turn against him and even plot to stone him to death because they were so angry with the results of what just happened. Now, perhaps this sounds like a snapshot or a chapter from your own life. You have enemies on the outside and enemies within, not to mention you may be struggling with your own inner enemy. So I need you to pull yourself up, dust yourself off and shake yourself loose. Why? Because this is the time to seize your opportunity. Now, point number one, your first action is the most critical and it involves prayer and invoking God's guidance and presence into your next steps. Now, in the text, you'll find that David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this band of raiders? So he's asking God a question. Should I go after them? Will I overtake them? Will I recover what was mine? And I love the response because God answers him and he says, pursue for you will certainly overtake them and you will certainly rescue the captives. So you'll see as you begin to seek God and invoke him for your next directions, you're listening for him to tell you to pursue. It may not come in that format or that word, but he will tell you if this is your season, you're going to know that within your inner knowing, your inner being. So I'll share with you exactly the outcome of David's pursuit after he sought God for guidance. In verse 19, it says, nothing of theirs was missing, whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken, David recovered it all. So what am I trying to say to you? If you're listening to my voice, this may be your opportunity of a lifetime. This may be the moment that God is releasing you to recover all, but it does require you to obey God's instructions and take action so that you can seize the opportunity. Now, point number two that we're going to gain from David's story is that once he re- he prayed and he received instruction, David formulated a plan and emerged in pursuit of his promise. Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover it all. So he knew he had to go after them in order to get back what belonged to him. Don't miss point number three. David plan, he recognized, I cannot do this alone. He recognized the need for partners to walk with him if he was to recover all. You too, my friend, will need partners and alliances as you pursue after the things of God in the season. Now, we may still be adhering to modified social distancing policies, but don't let that confuse you with thinking you have to isolate yourself totally and that you have to do this without support or totally on your own. You can't 
accomplish everything that God wants you to accomplish trying to do it all by yourself. You need people that will challenge you, inspire, and transform your outlook. So God has already prepared strategic alliances for your victory, but you got to seek out the right person to help catapult you into your next level. Do you hear what I'm saying? It has to be a partnership. God has anointed someone to be there with you, to usher you into your success. I've learned in my life that help doesn't always come from the sources that we know. At times, help isn't always free. But just know that God has orchestrated someone to show up in your life and they are designed to push you, inspire you, and keep you on track. You're going to need that person. And it's got to be someone that gets excited about the call upon your life, the vision in your life, and they're not jealous of you or your destiny. You need someone that will support you in achieving your dream by doing all they can to help you complete it and not compete with it. You catch that? You got to have someone that will not be jealous of your destiny. They will not be jealous of the call in your life. In fact, they will be so excited, they're willing to help you complete it without competing with it. Now, when we continue in the story, we see how David began his quest with about 600 men, but 200 men did not continue in the journey because it says that they were, um, they didn't have enough strength to continue once they had reached the valley. Now, this is interesting and noteworthy in itself. I want you to get this. At certain points in your life, you need to expect some people to drop off. Don't think it's strange when people begin to fall out of your life. Everyone cannot go where God is taking you. It's okay to release them, wish them well, and keep moving. You're going to know when you found the right person. You will recognize them. Your spirit will recognize them. There's a story that's often shared about the relationship between Mary and Elizabeth. And Mary, when she's pregnant, carrying Jesus, and she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, and they're both pregnant. And it says how when they connected, the baby inside of her leaped just at the mere connection. So I want you to, you'll feel that excitement when you have met the right person. They call something to rise up in you. In fact, when you find them, it's the all on their life that will find you. Point number four, don't allow discouragement from those closest to you to alter your actions during your defining moments. In order for me to drive this valuable lesson further, I've kind of got to go back and share a little bit more of David's backstory so that you can kind of see how relatable this is in your life. Now, what we know about David is that he was the youngest child. And according to scriptures, he seemed to be overlooked by his brother and even his father. When the prophet came to David's home in search of the next king, he asked the father, where are your sons? I'm here to anoint the next king. At no point 
in time did David's father call for David, but he did call for all of his other children. That's being overlooked. When the brothers came in and they stood and they understood, they stood in the presence of the prophet and they understood what was happening. It's interesting again to me that not a single brother spoke up to say, hmm, where's David? Why is David not in the room? Again, he's being overlooked. Perhaps you've experienced being overlooked in your life. I can attest to that. I know about that. But understand that it was right there in that room that the prophet had to say to the father, it's none of these. It's none of the sons that you presented before me. Do you have any more sons? And it was at that time that they sent for David. And according to the scripture, it says, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Now, he was anointed, but he wasn't seated as a king. He was anointed to become the king, but he had not obtained or he didn't see the manifestation for quite some time. So for you, perhaps you've received a prophetic word in the midst of even your family and friends, in the midst of your haters. Perhaps you've received accolades like David did after he defeated Goliath that's caused a soul to rise up in your life. Now, I can personally remember a time in my corporate life when one of my managers began to praise my contributions within the corporation. And oh my goodness, he just began to sing my praises about how the top level executives respected my insight and my knowledge and that I had shared with them during a major meeting. And in fact, it was the information that I shared that brought a significant improvement to a department of about think it was about maybe 1500 individuals. And so he just began to sing these praises and he did so in the presence of my director. Now, what was quite interesting is that the director used to be one of my huge supporters. In fact, it was by her recommendation that I was even allowed access of attending the meeting. However, the more he sung my praises, I could see her disposition change. And lo and behold, like Saul and David's relationship, the person who once desired to promote me further or higher within the company was now determined to see my demise. And perhaps that's been a story or a chapter or a snapshot of your life. Who has turned against you? Well, honestly, it doesn't matter because I don't want you to be weary or caught up on that because God has a master plan for you and his will and his plan will always prevail. But just remind yourself that like David, you too have been anointed, but you've got to seek God to fully understand your calling and your instructions. I cannot omit this valuable part of David's backstory because this is the act that gained him visibility with the king. The scripture is clear that our gifts will make room for us. What we were designed to be known for is our gift. And every person has a unique gift that will enable you to fulfill your God-given vision and dream within your life. It was the moment that David made the decision to seize his opportunity. It was the moment that in essence made his name great. David showed up with one agenda and that was to take food to his brother's on the request of his father. 
But God positioned him there for another agenda to defeat Goliath. Ask yourself, God, ask God, what have you positioned me for? Maybe there's been a major move that's taken place in your life. You need to know what has God positioned you for? Because not only did God allow him to be where he needed to be, he placed in him a gift that was needed where he was. So you need to ask yourself, where has God placed me? What gifts do I possess that are needed right where I am? Don't want you to miss this little bit of nugget because something interesting happened. David's eldest brother was there and he heard David make an increase about the challenge that was out for someone to step up and to go against Goliath. And the Bible says that his brother was angry when he realized that David was inquiring about this challenge and that David was about to seize the opportunity. Now, this is the same brother that was present when David was anointed as a future king. So why would he be upset? Unfortunately, that does happen in our life sometimes. There, Again, I've covered that, but there are people who cannot handle where God wants to take us. So perhaps in your life, it could be a sister, a brother, a friend, a husband, a wife. It could be someone close to you that does not particularly care for the fact that God has chosen the plans that he has for your life. But I want to encourage you to be like David and choose to fight for your destiny anyhow. Knowing that God has prepared you, he's equipped you, he's favored you. When you choose to seize the opportunity that God's prepared for you, then you can expect to walk into the season of blessings that God has prepared for you. Point number five, when you seize the moment, realize you are not just seizing it just as the person you are or the person that people think you are, but you are actually stepping into your destiny as the person that you were created to be. You see, David was more than a shepherd. He was more than a little brother. He was anointed to be a king. So in that moment that he rose up when everyone else was fearful and he did what needed to be done because he had been prepared, even while he was shepherding and being busy covering and tending to the sheep, he didn't just show up as a little boy but he actually stepped into his place in destiny. He showed up as a future king to defeat what was trying to conquer the kingdom. So as I prepare to wrap up today's podcast, let me leave you with seven practical ways you too can seize the opportunity. Number one, seek God for wisdom, guidance, and direction. Number two, believe the promise, then obey. Number three, seek out strategic alliances to help you win the victory. Number four, in the words of the mother of Jesus, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Even if it seems strange, even if the season seems like an off season, if he says now is the time, seize the opportunity. So as always, 
thank you so much for hanging out with me today and for you taking your next step to seize the opportunity. Can't wait to talk with you again next week. Be sure to share with a friend, make it a listening party, have a discussion afterwards, whatever you have to do, but it's definitely your season to take action and this is the opportunity for you to seize. It's your girl, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Bold, Brilliant, and Transform podcast. Make sure to visit Pamela online at www.iampamelagarrett.com. If you found value, please subscribe to the show. Tell a friend and join the tribe. You'll receive a free transformational gift. Remember, take bold actions to achieve greater influence, impact, and increase.